Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts. Mike. Hey, it's Matt. What's going on? Andrew is out this week. He is at a wedding. Boo, being a supportive family member, not being a professional. Uh, let's yeah, let's get booze going. Let's get some F's going in the chat. Hey, hey, hey let's, let's not give him too much credit. He 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 made a decision right. of one family uh, meeting over another. True. Yeah. But Bill, he he made the decision to support the institution, the patriarchal institution of marriage, over the institutions of higher ed. I say the, the yeah, just the but the in cap- a different country. Yeah, so I mean, so you, can, you can't you can't blame him. You know, going going for a little bit Arguably of ex- worse. exotic adventure <laughs> versus you know sitting through the you know capitalistic bureaucratic uh, you know mill of you know just pumping out more and more you know say worker workers for the mines. Uh, that is what uh, grad school is. They can't as, get jobs. Say, as as a a a, a, uh, a graduate of a uh, grad school program, I can say that with confidence. I was going to say there was a there's a famous Reddit post about uh, it's like my friend uh, studied Egyptology in college and couldn't get a job. So he went back and got a Ph.D. in Egyptology so he could teach Egyptology. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a Ponzi scheme. Exactly. No, yeah. it's, that, that was my goal. That, that was my goal. There's like yeah, same. Uh, my, my graduate degree is makes me absolutely unhirable in terms of anything else beyond teaching that same that same field. So well, that's uh that's what they say in engineering, like PhDs in engineering are for people who only want to go into being a professor because that's what's like a requirement. Absolutely. Or like 20 years of professional experience or something like that. Uh, so that, yeah, that's a little bit of personal stuff going on here with the uh, with the comrades. So just another four personal comrades, yeah, a little, uh, you know, uh, forewarning here. I, I am personally still dealing with uh, with an illness. So I apologize if I my energy levels dip, go up and down. Sad low energy yeah it is very yeah it is very sad very very uh very weak i've just been high since i've taken my last final yeah, exam we get, of my life so let's get some w's in the chat for that you know done with done with law school did you get your grades yet no not yet but i mean i don't care about them and i'm not gonna yeah, fail as long as it's a passing grade that's all that matters this yeah. is your this well, is yeah, your that, this is the, your last more what i was dude, this is your yeah, yeah your, your last bit of academia so grades don't matter yeah anymore. ever and and if i ever decide to go back please bring me outside and execute me in a video game yeah in, in, in the game i, I made the decision long ago that if i was to do grad school it had to be right after um, that's why i did regular. it regular that's did it i was still yeah. in the zone because if if i took any time off from school i'd never go back to like homework and studying and bullshit absolutely so now we just play games all the like, time Like i do that and i get paid now <laughs> yeah and, and and get mad at them online uh which which brings us to our our first topic of the day like which is a good thing why why uh andrew's not here he was the one that is probably most excited and still remains the most positive that was so remember remember our first episode that was his game he was excited for yeah i was like do you really think yeah so for for the folks at home who have you know been living under a rock um, you know, WB uh, just put out their uh, their real demo footage for Gotham Knights, featuring gameplay footage. Put in scare quotes gameplay footage of uh, it. It had the, it had the very nice moniker at the bottom of like uh, in 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 engine footage, yeah. but like not final game. Exactly, like you're uh, likely to change, and I'd be like, I sure fucking hope so. But I, I felt I felt so bad. I felt so bad when it first came out. Like we're talking in the group chat. Matt and I are just immediately super negative. 
and I was and, trying and, not to be as negative yeah, as possible. And, and, like you brought it out of me later. Exactly. No, that's what I was, like, I was trying to be nicer. Right. Andrew was still like, Oh no, I'm still, I'm still hopeful. I th- still think it looks good, whatever. So then I proceeded to take the negativity just to uh, Matt and my solo conversation. And we proceeded to like talk for like an hour, just about how non-lethal bullets. Yeah, just how disappointed we are. Oh man. It's, okay. well, I missed that. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah, it's like what like Red Hood is is decidedly not Batman. You know, it's like the whole thing is like, yeah. oh, Batman doesn't he, he kill. He was the Batman who shoots and kills people. Yeah, that's his that's, that's his whole thing. And there, there was a little defense force out on the internet who was like pushing their glasses and they're like, I'm um, actually when the one time he helped the Bat family, he said he used rubber bullets because he's reformed. Can we also talk about how, how bullshit that is that rubber bullets are like are they're less lethal rounds they're yeah. they're less lethal rounds yeah well yeah. they used to be non-lethal now they're yeah. less lethal yeah because yeah they got caught they got caught up back. in the technicalities <laughs> that they can still kill yeah. people and do and have yes no I, the the first thing in the gotham knights footage that like immediately ki- like ticked me off and like told me something was going to be wrong was Nightwing jumped off the roof? It's Fortnite glider. <laughs> it's, and, and, my first. and it's not even an actual glider. It's 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 just a fucking. No, like it they, might as well just it, be a it jet looks So yeah, it looks it, so unfun goblin. to maneuver. It's the Green Goblin glider, yeah. but he's hanging from it. But it looks so slow and just like yeah. non-fun to travel on. Oh, it looks like, so stupid. Well, because it still had, it seemed like it had the mechanics of if it did not have those jetpacks, so you had to like maneuver it like you were just like falling. Yeah, but you could just go up. Yeah, exactly. No, it was ridiculous. And he's and just and he's just hanging. Favorite... And he's just hanging. And he's just hanging out there. Yeah. Like if if you're gonna do a glider. Like if you want to do something like that, do like the Breath of the Wild glider and use the grappling hook to like launch yourself. Like, oh, that yeah. speaking make, of, speaking make of the, traversal worthwhile. Speaking of the grappling and moving to to Red Hood, like the whole the whole weird <laughs> mystical soul jump thing, whatever, yeah, I, completely what? pointless because it's still in the yeah. gameplay footage they show he still has a grappling hook that can just keep on perma grappling from one. All you would have to, to do, because so he's again, remember, pointless. Batman with guns who shoots people, so he still has tech. Just give him little jet boosters in his boots. Yeah, that he gets like a little like boost jump, so he can like get a, to, yeah, like, farther jump. away roofs. Right, done. Boom. Like, wh- what are you guys but doing? I think my one of my favorite parts. You get Nightwing flying in on the Fortnite glider, and then they're describing Nightwing's. Uh, fighting style and they're like yeah he's acrobatic he's ping-ponging around the battlefield Dude, it was oh literally just nightwing doing the like first, twist jumps and like kicking people in the head and the it was first terrible. somersault he did <laughs> yeah there's something wrong about that animation he covered too much ground for such a slow yeah. somersault or something and it like they, they completely miss around they completely miss the arkham fighting like smoothness and crispness of how Matt, yeah. batman flowed between people like maybe i'm a little uh spoiled because spider-man uh has really perfected that combat uh mm-hmm. shifu actually does a really good job of like the flowing between adversaries as well in a different type of combat game but like man oh my god that like the that 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 comment there i've been the, the, about the seamless kind of flow of opponents also leads me to my my major criticism of 
the of what they showed is the the stagnant nature of the enemy ai it's literally you know you're surrounded by a group of goons and only one of them comes in for a swing while the other ones yeah matt, matt is just doing for, for for listeners at home matt is just doing a uh, a fisticuffs animation just uh they're just you know they're standing around it's so fight. it's so it's so still and and lifeless lifeless yeah it's just like oh my god like i just like where where that was really where the Arkham games you know truly sung was in like the the kind of frenetic kind of uh, constant movement of the combat and you know flowing from one thing to the next beyond your own kind of combat skills. It's the the nature of of the enemy AI around you, and you're thinking for what is now, and we'll get to this a a, a current gen only game you know it's like you would you would hope that the enemy ai would be uh, would have made some improvements but um according to the faq that they put out um this has nothing to do with the with the arkham games this is like a completely standalone thing there's there's gonna be a non-zero amount of people who buy this game thinking it's rocksteady and thinking they're getting another arkham and not realizing they're getting arkham origins yeah the 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 spinoff studio who made the one Arkham game that everyone hated, <laughs> like, man, I love I oh, love man. the trickiness there. I love I love the the the, the subtle manipulation. That's a nice little rug pull right yeah. there. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite memes I saw was like a uh, Red Hood and Arkham Knight would absolutely fucking murk Red Hood and Gotham Knight. Yeah, like he he would no, no mercy him, not well, lethal back- bullets. Back to the the Red Hood, there was a cut scene or like a animation where he like smashes a dude's head into the ground. He uses bombs that are somehow non-lethal. Again, it's just like the the, yeah, the inconsistency you know they, is so. They didn't stupid. even have to say that. You know, if they were just like, oh, you have to shoot them because it's a video game and they have a health bar and they have armor and stuff, so like it doesn't yeah. kill them right away. Like you literally just don't say anything at that point, yeah. and it makes me less angry. But it's the, it's the Batman thing of like he's it's because it's rated T for T. No, that, oh, yeah, that's, okay. that's it. didn't even pick that Can't up. Can't have any blood. Yeah, but I like I liked when they were like, we're gonna follow uh, Nightwing on some stealth gameplay, and the stealth gameplay is him just sitting on a railing <laughs> <laughs> as guards who absolutely should have seen him in their peripheral vision, just like walk and he on just a, on a railing on like the second floor with like wide opening and no cover in light. Lit yeah. by the the moon, <laughs> the the next gen only thing. I think we can uh, bring that up now right. as part of the discussion. So the- I'm of the opinion that what ended up happening during development was they were you know split the team up a little bit to try to develop for both sides, and they realized they just couldn't get it to run on Xbox One, PS4, in a like acceptable manner, and they were just like, okay, fuck it, like chop that division, put them over here. Let's just focus on the new stuff. Yeah, because I'm just trying to get it running. That is that is critical to to understand is that this is not something that was developed from the ground up for current generation consoles. This was something the 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 last gen stuff has been canceled. You know, so that means that there's still got to be some sort of underlying source code stuff that is again just not fully optimized for because as I think we can all agree as viewers that there was nothing about that footage that screamed next gen only. Absolutely not. I've seen. Last of Us 2 is a PS4 game, and that look that's more next gen only view view wise than what I saw from Gotham Knights. I wonder, and I won't uh, jump too far ahead, I'll just mention it because we'll get to it later. 
Um, but I wonder, I wonder if we're going to see more and more of this, these cancellations happening. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's less and less games that are going to be doing the dual. We're, we're two know. years into a new a new console cycle. Yes, there's been shortages. Yes, that means that there yeah. hasn't been as much hardware sold as they would have yeah, liked. Sony, Sony, at a certain Sony point, says you do need to that you know they're not going to hit their their sale the you know the sales expectations uh, even with this year. Yeah. They also said that they're expecting to ship fifty percent more uh, PS5s this year than last year. I hope, so. which is a, a a better sign. Yeah, I mean, I guess my my what i was going to bring up was like what we'll discuss later with the streaming services um if that was just a consideration of like you know why we're not going to be pushing people to like keep their xbox one to be playing shit on that and if we don't want them buying the you know top of the line we want them to buy the streaming version like it's it's not worthwhile on xbox's side there's also the series s which is their like in between digital uh like halfway console um like ps5 has the digital version as well which is a uh, hundred dollars cheaper yeah so um, i like i wonder the, the, if it the was sales numbers like and stuff of that and just like i'll scrap, have a little discussion of a little discussion later on about some sales numbers but uh there's been some like i mean nintendo is just fucking annihilating people right now N- nintendo has profited during this pandemic better than any other video game maker or uh hardware supplier gangbusters so, so my my point that I want to kind of connect to the this idea of again them can't, having to cancel the the last generation playability um, is the the fact that they're only doing the two person online co op. Um, so the, this game there had been a rumor of four right. Person. I mean, because that makes sense because this game has the four four, the four playable characters. It would seem like a no brainer. Like you, you hear Robin and Batgirl, by the yeah. way, because it took me a while to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, and it's yeah, there was footage from uh, a year ago that had those two, so that's why this one was focused more. Uh, on uh, I didn't know. And that. so you know, doesn't that you know, to at least a layperson, doesn't that you know make sense that like, oh, there's four characters in this story that yeah, if you're playing solo, you can swap in and out. Shouldn't you then be able to? Uh, like, no, this is if about... we had to play four people, it would be unbalanced because we couldn't balance the game around. Which is again, that that's the argument that is absolutely baffling to me, and how I connect to this. It just speaks to fundamental mismanagement from the ground up. It's just the fact that how can so, you not balance it around four people? Yeah, that you know the, like, that these encounters are like you know yeah, you, it's incapable to you know tweak things. Uh, and there's you, like you literally oh, have there's AI not enough that's time. standing waiting. Say so there's not enough time. Well, two people to, are fighting. There's, there's not enough time. Could that the, not be done with four? There's not enough time till the release to get them to do this well it's like again then it's fundamental mismanagement about uh, setting expectations of when this game could be uh you know actually put out and that's something that, again that, we, that we've talked about quite a lot and we'll, and we'll get to with the the news that's kind of hanging over our heads as well as the the recent delays and major properties but like it's it's just these two things the the last minute cut of of last gen and the the restriction to only two person co-op despite being the four characters it just speaks to like and has completely opened my eyes to like you know how much of a corporate exercise this game is you know that no actual thought went into gameplay you know it's just just get the game out asap so stockholders can make their nut you know well yeah because you know if it, if it was about if it, this is a whole thing i have about some of the streaming services in general so if it was about getting the game into as many people's hands as possible you delay the launch so that you can get last gen running as well absolutely so you can still hit the market of like what was it like a hundred and something million ps4s out in the wild and like 40 something million xbox ones out in the wild yeah, like, because of the 
the component shortage, people don't have the, either, you know, just there's not as nearly as high of a, you know, a market possibility for, for the current generation. So it's absolutely, so, you know, the, the, the shareholders incentive to get it into but as th- many This was about getting it out during Q3. Because this is a Q, we need a Q3 game. Exactly. You need something to boost their, you know, their, their financial reports at the, that's you know, the, at, end, of yeah, at the end of the quarter, you know, so it's, it's all about like the predictability, the, the predictability for stockholders. It's not about actual long-term gains. It's about the short-term return. So, first of all, nothing is about long-term gain, Absolutely. gains Absolutely. In, in our system. So, I mean, get that out of there. But, um, and I, I know you know that, but so I, the issue I have is that they're doing this with established IP. And so I think that we're right that it is like a short-term, like we know what we could milk out of this. We know how, how much the line will go up in Q3 so we could show profits, blah, blah, blah. And they're doing it with an established IP of Batman because they know no matter what, they're going to get the sales, especially having it rated teen. Like, you know, mom and dad know that Jimmy likes Batman, yeah. so they're going to buy him the new Batman game, like whether Jimmy wants it or not, you know, or like grandma's going to do it. Like, so you're going to get sales like that. There, There's some predictability in it. So it does not matter what the gameplay is because they're they're going to sell based on the Batman IP and they're just, you know, I mean, it's also launching right around holiday time, yeah. which means it's going to be on a Black Friday sale. Exactly. And- it's good. It's and gonna everyone's going to buy it for little Jimmy. Little Jimmy's going to end yeah. up with six copies of it because it's on sale and people didn't coordinate. And then that's all fucking sales, whether they're returned or not. That's sales for the, the corporation. So, well, yeah, we, you know. we've had discussions of that about how like Microsoft touts their Game Pass subscribers. But it's like how many of them are using free codes? And I've had like fucking six of them given to me in the last month. Yeah, you you need to like like start creating a spreadsheet of that so that again you can just game the system and just have Game Pass for for, oh, for free do forever. Think, do you think I haven't done that? <laughs> like I'll, I'll save all these codes. Like if you're going to give them to me, I'll put down their expiration dates and I'll save the codes. Yeah, like with my with my PC with my PC here, it's like I got a, a free a free bit for Ultimate that doesn't expire till the end of of next year. So yeah. you know, I've got no need for ultimate at the, at the moment. It's like, maybe if there's a game that comes out, that's only on ultimate that like, I really, really want to play. Sure. Maybe I'll, 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 I'll break out that code. Yeah. I'll break out the code and play the game and then go back to regular, just game pass for PC. But it, it's all just about the artificial um, feel of usage. Mm-hmm. It's not about the actual uh, player base. They don't care if, uh, there's only 400 people playing uh, Babylon's Fall. It's a lot less than that. I'm just, yeah, we as we said uh, last episode, you said that one. one person on Steam. That which for for uh, for a live service game like that, you know, again, this launched a month ago. It's just, maybe okay, two months. How ago is that now, one person like, still playing? You know, it's like who are they playing <laughs> with? It's like, <laughs> aren't those games like doesn't they necessitate playing with other people? When you flash into that person's room, it immediately grayscales and there's rain on the window and you hear like a sad piano and they're just in a like lobby waiting, like circle spinning. A noir film. And like it times out yeah, after I 15 so minutes and it gets populated with bots. I feel so bad for that person. Do, 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 do. He just wants to play. 
All right, so you know we we've been ragging on on Gotham Knights now for yeah we, for, we should probably a shift while. to a different topic to rag on. I, slash like we, yeah, we've got we've got plenty of other things to to talk about, but I'd say we I say we break up the uh, you know our our disdain L- for little for, yeah for AAA uh, development and let's dip our toes into the uh, you L- know let's go to the wide world of indie the, games. the backbone of PC gaming. Yeah, what uh what what are our thoughts from uh, this week's uh, uh, Nintendo Indie World Showcase? There were several games. I mean, quite a bunch of games. Uh, you know, even it was one that I didn't enjoy than... as much on first watch, sure. but I rewatched it earlier this morning, and there were a couple games that I uh, stuck out to me a little better right. the second time around. I mean, like what well, I, I was going to say that. Okay. Well, nothing really popped out to me. So I just have a quick thing. Nothing really popped out to me except the music in the first game. I thought that I was in Mario Sunshine for that a the, second. Was that the Ooblets game? Ooblitz. I don't remember the name. It was the very first one, whatever it was. it was. Ooblitz. I think it was Ooblitz, which is a it port. Just like, yeah, yeah it Ooblitz, sounded... which is like Animal Crossing meets Pokemon. Yes, and like it had all those like weird Nintendo sounds. I felt like I was at a little bit of Delfino Plaza <laughs> in there. Um, so take that was me, really my only me, comment. Take me, Otherwise, back, take me back to Delfino yeah. Plaza. Yeah, exactly. Herber, Herber, nothing really, <laughs> really popped out of me. That was too good. <laughs> I stopped to hire me. <laughs> I mean, really. I will. I will just say the one thing that I'm not a fan of what the, of Nintendo does this a lot. You know, it's like they have like the in their showcase, no matter if it's you know a direct or here like the indie one, where like they've got the 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 you know the special spots for individual games, and then in the last like two minutes, they just do a smash cut of like a bunch of different games that I've got to then yeah. like go and like dissect and and it's like and. I, I don't really like the smash cuts. At the I end. hate it. I hate uh, it. it. It's probably just to fit a bunch of smaller things in that aren't ready to like have full snippets shown. Absolutely. I mean, which, which, which bummed me a lot. And I like, I'm glad I caught it. Cause it was like one of the, one of the few games that actually interests me from the list was the, the card shark game by Devolver or that's being published by Devolver that, uh, that it was, you know, just kind of mixed up in that, in that cut. Yeah. Um, but it's it, that's what I'm I'm actually really interested in the the, the art style is cool like the kind of like the watercolor uh, paint style um, I was actually and again like you you didn't get any feel for this at all in the gameplay you actually had to go in and look at a you know the more extensive trailer um, it's like there's you know it's a mystery game there's actual there's like some combat like the code duello like takes a or has a, has a large part in in the game where it's like you're 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 playing against like French aristocrats and like if you get caught cheating too much they challenge you to a duel. A duel. The code duello shall rise again. But no, that's that's one I'm definitely uh, excited about, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna play. It looks really cool. On my rewatch this morning, I pulled out my notepad and I wrote down six games. Six games that I. Um, We'll take note of and keep an eye on mm-hmm. as they get closer to production finish. Uh, the first one is that Batora game. I think it was like the second game they showed in the the showcase. Um, yeah, Lost Batora, Lost Haven. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting art style. Yeah, and that was basically my my point of like, oh, I'll keep an eye on this if it's got something good. It, like, it, looked, it looked very much to me like uh, the the animation for the the League of Legends Netflix show, the Arcane show, which was yeah. one of the highlights. That that show was really well done, really well animated. 
looks a lot like that. Uh, I was a sucker for a head. That that Sim- old timey, simple but sweet, right? Yeah, that old timey Mega Man feel. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool to have the developer or uh, the the game designer, you know, the the kid who made it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do the little introduction. I thought that was a nice touch. Always, a, uh, you know, always Nintendo a fan to, of the single person. Uh, you know, the single person yeah. studios gotta like you gotta support those people. You know, like that's an incredible achievement. It's like Alekhead had some really cool uh, ideas there that I hadn't seen before in that format of a game. So that's something uh, I'd like to keep an eye on. Like I thought that was really cool. Uh, Soundfall. Yeah, I know. I knew one. you were gonna say that because you you love your rhythm games. You know that. Like those games are cool. I I mean they're just like, they're not for me personally, but like well, uh, I get it. No, I, I, get, I it. get they're very uh um you know like you have to kind of be into it. But like I kind of was into it. Like I kind of liked that uh like the combat seemed cool. Mm-hmm. Uh I like the the rhythm and the the song play. Well, what's definitely so cool what's definitely cool about that is you're you, you get to choose like the soundtrack, you know, like choose the song that you're yeah. playing to. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That is definitely cool. Uh, and then my last three, these all were ones that were more of like, I thought they definitely have a cool niche. They might not be games that I'll buy right away, but I think they'll definitely have an audience. Uh, was Gunbrella? I thought Gunbrella had. Dude, I'm 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 sold on Gunbrella just by the name alone. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm sold, but like you know, I love me a you know like a kind of noir thriller kind of style. Yeah, that, what they described as like a noir, a punk. noir punk adventure. Yeah. Like noir punk. Okay, you have my attention. You play as you play as a uh, as like a this woodsman character who is like you know seeking like revenge or something like that. Again, yeah. boom, sold. I don't care how how tropey it is. I'm I'm there. Yeah, that that one definitely looked cool. Uh, there was silt, which my my only note about silt was that I was just immediately it was like uh, Abzu. Uh, crossed with any of those games in that black and white, uh, mm-hmm. like shadowed yeah. art style. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a dark Abzu. Uh, I thought Abzu was a really cool game. Uh, it's um, something, it's definitely one of those things that's like a two to three hour play, really short, uh, but it's kind of like a nice relaxing, just like swimming through the ocean, like chilling with like some animals and shit. Neat little story there. Um, and then to finish it off, I just love there's something something about another crab's treasure oh which is uh which is another one of the indie uh indie, indie, indie souls like that's all that exists yeah. i did i did like that one because of the crabs i thought that was yeah, funny. No, like, like the introduction i, I absolutely love that they kind of went with a comedic route with sure. uh like a soulsy combat like you know fucking crab game we're, we're aggro crabs yeah who, do, who doesn't love you know a little a little hermit crab character you know fighting through the world searching for uh, you know the next shell to inhabit like you know the, the animation oh of, and by shell you mean garbage yeah because yeah. it's all like like human trash yeah like like, like, a, like a tin can like a tin can it's a meta commentary oh no, definitely definitely interesting and yeah maybe maybe one i will check out but like apps i'm absolutely sold on gunbrella just like the titular gunbrella is just uh looks like a cool mechanic um you know like the the multi-uses of the umbrella portion you know, using it as yeah. like a grappling hook or like, you know, or like the, the zip line thing, but or like a shield and stuff. I think is I think it's cool. It also looks challenging. I just like that honest. what you get with indies is like a really broad range of art styles. Yeah. And you get some really like cool things that can come out of indie development. 
that maybe the indie game itself doesn't get a huge market, but you get a big developer who notices it, and then they create a game in that art style. That brings a whole, uh, a whole like different perspective to it. Yeah, Matt and I were talking about this like uh, again uh, before before recording. It's like I've got this kind of weird relationship with indie games. It's like I feel like I know particularly with you know my politics that I should be supporting more uh, independent and smaller studios. Um, I just often find them hard to get into. I find them hard to to justify spending my time with. I know it's like a kind of a spoiled. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, we're we're privileged by the, you know, the we've also got to the high point fidelity now where of AAA a lot of the good indie games are no longer really indie developers. Sure, per se. sure. Like the, I know you hate when I use that term, Mike. <laughs> uh, a little. I saw, I saw. That's why I called it out. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things it. that, like, Shovel Knight. They're not a. Uh, that's not an indie game anymore. That's a fully developed studio. Um, Team Cherry right uh, yacht club no that's yacht club games i mean we keep I, I made the joke before before the nindy developer uh conference that um hollow knight silk song was going to get news and it was that it was going to be canceled um we we of course got no news uh it's mostly a joke because like hollow knight is now a big enough title where that's going to be if it's announced it's going to be summer game fest like hollow knight is no longer an indie yeah game. you know way um, way too successful Star, way too stardew late. valley yeah that, yep. stardew yeah. valley and terraria no, no longer indie games like these are these are games who've grown from indie st- status to a, a new level uh it's just hard to sometimes find those to kind of gem uh diamonds in the rough mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with that that sentiment ben and, and matt as well like there's not many that like i get excited for and if it is it's like the games that are in that kind of in between indie triple a status but, you know they're more than what we describe as indie now like it's it's cool because I follow a couple of YouTube channels who will dive into indie titles. Uh, one of them in particular, he does a he calls it his Steam dump uh, dumpster diving collection, and he'll test out just like a bunch of indie games that have Souls like in their description, mm-hmm. and he'll give you his like quick and dirty impression on like is this game even remotely worth your time? Is this like a like a student project that somehow made its way to Steam? Stuff like that. And there's a couple of the times that he'll pop something out there and it'll actually legitimately be a, like a, like a little diamond in the rough, uh, like um, is it Ender Lilies, Elder Lilies is one of those. It's like a Metroidvania that uh, was severely underrated and now is very high, highly touted on Steam, like overwhelmingly positive rating is I think the, the threshold. Here to quickly shout out our producers, uh, you know the, the indie game that he was a part of oh yeah, uh, yeah. did the sound production of uh luca i believe it's available on steam and definitely on the nintendo store um buy it but, wherever you get your indie games yeah i mean so like there's you know ranging from you know your student project to passion projects to like these bigger ones that kind of get pulled out of that indie status oh, like how, how could i have talked about indie games without bringing up undertale and toby fox like again that's another one that's, whole that's you know again, has like become you yeah. know super popular so like there's there's almost this like sub market within video games of just like indie games and studios and you know there there is the sub market in the indie games in and of itself but like within that market for them uh yeah it is you know, it is there, strange there's different levels i never thought i never really thought of it that way before but it's like yeah it's either 
a, an indie game that remains like you know kind of uh, stuck in like the you know the in obscurity. It languishes in you know obscurity and and you know remains that small independent status or something that you know does capture the you know the attention of a large audience and is no longer small anymore. So that's something I think the Nintendo Switch does a really good job of. Yes. Is elevating indies to the front line because I think the Nintendo Switch if if it is nothing else to you, if you don't like Breath of the Wild, if you don't like Mario, if you have a Nintendo Switch and you hate Nintendo titles, a Nintendo Switch is an indie machine and it's an indie lover's sure. dream. Sure, I mean like ha- half of these games from the showcase were were just, just were just ports, you know, they're just ports to the Switch. Yeah. Well, and, and not even that, like some of the games that we mentioned as the ones that kind of broke through indie status to like this higher indie status that we've been yeah, discussing they're, they're all Nintendo games. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think the Nintendo Switch has done a really good job of bringing indies to the forefront. And I think Nintendo has done a good job. I know we, you know, we've ragged on Nintendo before last episode about some their anti-union stuff. But like, this is one of the things that I think they do well is that they, you know, they help elevate some of the smaller creators and give them a bigger platform. Because when you're on Steam, you're competing with 20,000 plus everybody, games, everybody uh, uncle that all do the same game or similar thing. And I, But I also think that the console itself of the Switch provides like an opportunity for indie gamers to be more successful in that it's a handheld device. You know, you're oh, not yeah. playing it on PC. You're not playing it on a large console, though you can play it, you know, as a large you know, a yeah. TV console, like, you know, you're designing it for a smaller, you know, lower graphic usage. Yeah, the tech, the tech, uh, the technical, the, the switch design less, elevated yeah. things in a way for handhelds. Yeah. It made people think handhelds are a legitimate thing that people can actually like carry around and use. And I think that a lot of like these indie games that have kind of become successful, not that they're like mobile games that we hate, but like almost like <laughs> almost like good you know mobile games that you you're would that candy want crush player made. we hate yeah, yeah. no you're, you're not a real gamer yeah. yeah yeah you're just a fucking pig eating slop <laughs> <laughs> no for real it's a busy box well speaking of mobile games though did you guys see the the thing i sent you about how they're doing like a, a lord of the rings hero collector yeah thing? yeah Man, those those games one, one tear rolled down my yeah, cheek. They make me mad. I mean, like, oh, dude, like, I mean, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's like, uh, you know, the the Tolkien estate, you know, is like super litigious, like with, uh, you know, fan made stuff, and like is like really really tight with, you know, with uh, quote unquote securing the IP and protecting the IP. Yet they go ahead and and which license is weird garbage they let it like out that. for Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, which are very like liberal with the IP. Yeah, no, it's 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 disappointing. Um, but yeah, back to back to indie Anyways. games. It's just I, like I I am excited for the for a few of these games for sure, and I'm definitely going to try them out. I myself have definitely over like even though I, I I I have to be upfront and say that I'm I'm always very hesitant to invest time and money into indie games. Um, there's just something about that just that uh, a disconnect in the appeal to me. I have been playing more indie games uh, recently. I mean, some of them are, are, again, are branching that that zone of getting into bigger games like Tunic and Weird West. And yeah. like those ones have like, again, captured the, the kind of the so a, a good practice that I've done is if I have an indie game that I'm like 
interested in, but I don't think I want to like buy it at the price it's at, or if like, I don't know if it's at the right time yet. I just throw it on the wish list. Yeah. And then if it ever goes on sale for like five bucks, snap sure, it up. Sure, sure. But yeah, like, so, but so one, like of this, of definitely a small one and another like single person studio um, was the, uh, the recent uh, citizen Spur that I, I played, I played through, got all, 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 uh, I mean, I didn't get every single ending because, you know, it's decision-based most, I, I, there's basically, you know, there's like three quest lines that depending on your choices, you can get the t- two different endings. Um, yeah. But I've got basically all three credit rolls, and uh, I just I ate that game up. I mean, it's it was you know it's great, had great politics. Um, uh, you might like Disco Elysium. Oh, I, that's that's Elysium. that's our, I already own that in Steam. That one's just that one's just uh, on my uh, it's just, it's in my queue. But that's another one that's again started off as indie um, and has you know just got so popular and and is now you know enormous. Like the we got to talk about how uh, the uh, the original cut of of that had voice acting from the likes of, uh, you know, the Chapo Trap House uh, team, you know, but then when it got so popular and they did the, like the, the remaster or whatever they call it, the the definitive edition. um, Yeah. They did. They got professional voice actors, which is upsetting, upsetting to me. Upsetting. So upsetting. Just to hear Felix play some, some like uh, he's like, I think he plays like a scab character. They play multiple characters, but he like plays like a scab or something. A strike breaker, very funny. Uh, but yeah, no, that one, that one is is totally in my in my queue. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, these there, there's plenty of here to check out. And like, yeah, we, I, I'm all for supporting the you know the smaller smaller creators. Any other thoughts from the uh, from the showcase? Anything else that stuck out to you? No, I think we covered it pretty good. Uh, you know, was it wasn't as bad on rewatch as I thought that when I saw it the first time. Is how I'll put it. If you were feeling lukewarm when you watched it one time, go rewatch it and see if anything like uh, now that you know what's in there and you're not being like lukewarm about the disappointment that there was no Hollow Knight, uh, Shovel Knight crossover. Sure. Or <laughs> oh, yo, like the the one that that stuck out to me on the second watch that I totally forgot was the the Gibbon Beyond the Trees. Oh yeah, that one actually looks really cool. cool. I mean, one I love monkeys. I love gibbons. Yeah. Uh, and again, a cool art style um you know kind of simple soothing gameplay yeah that was one thing i i think i, I mentioned it before but i may have got kind of lost in the in the cut that you know something like gunbrella that actually looks like a challenging game you know that looks like some yeah some so, you know it's not to say that like control it's not to say that like you know uh you know a lo-fi scroll side scroller indie game you know is you know doesn't automatically mean baby game something that, that these games can have a lot of depth to them but it's like it's it's definitely on me myself. I know for, for me personally, I just I gotta you know, I gotta be more willing to you know take the leap and you know try try out these different things. Like I said, I think you'd like Undertale. I mean, I, I recommend everyone try Undertale at least once. I do like that you can it like almost incentivizes a pacifist run. That is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean that's there's pacifist genocide and uh, play the game like a normal human being. <laughs> All right, so so that was a, a a nice little refreshing you know bout of positivity here for us. You know, again, we had to we had to step away from the AAA uh, uh, to you know to now get the good stuff. But now, now we're we're back we're back in the muck. Um, 
so blood for the blood god. Yeah, every, everybody in their in their uh you know in their in their cousin has got to have heard about you know the this is like the big news that has set the gaming uh, community on fire you know proving that they are more toxic than ever uh so 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 called is the you know the we understood here at campaign comrades to be the inevitable delays of both starfield and redfall the two like major kind of tentpole games by bethesda the two real first uh productions that they would have made since being purchased by microsoft but they have now been delayed from it was you know, summer for redfall i did the world's November, saddest victory lap starfield but yeah and they're now to the they've got the nebulous release of first half of 2023 sure I'll believe it when I see yeah. it, Bethesda. I mean, but hey, at least for me, it's like that's a little bit more uh, like I, I. You know why they did well, that? I'm saying I'm I'm. I just want to say like I, I have no qualms with ever you know uh, delaying games. My anger, my frustration comes with the with the marketing and the you know the the management strategies that say that necessitated that they had to put down uh, you know a completely unrealistic date to begin with. Yeah. So there there are two things about that. The first is they told us when they told us because they didn't want people to find out at the Bethesda game conference with Xbox in June. Sure. If that was when people found out it wasn't going to be a good. Oh, they would have burned that place to the ground. They would have burned. They would have burned that place to the fucking (laughs) ground. Jeez. This is to temper expectations for the Bethesda game show. I'm sure they are still going to show something for them. Yeah, they have to. Because if they don't show something for Starfield, they're really starting to push the limit on how close you can get to a release without showing gameplay, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but the second thing I found out uh, this week while listening to various gaming podcasts was that uh, according to Jason Schreier and his sources inside um, Bethesda, last year they were pushing back against the giving of a release date of November yeah. 11th, 2022. And they were directly quoting, and I'm putting this in air quotes here. We're looking at a cyberpunk situation. Yeah, no, that that the people the people actually developing the game were like, uh, you know, have been for like basically has been basically shitting themselves for the last year because they just like they've known from the get go that that they're uh, you know not be able to meet meet this unrealistic date. Which again, this this falls solely at the feet of management. You know, this this is this just speaks to. Uh, fundamental mismanagement from from the top down um you know you can't blame anyone but todd howard and phil spencer they are again just uh trying to you know juice the numbers trying to you know anything to make line go up but it's one thing that is interesting that i that i did see is that this delay was definitely pushed by microsoft um, that it that it definitely well, yeah came because from you can't Phil have Spencer. your first major Bethesda game from the big acquisition of Bethesda Game Studios be cyberpunk yeah so uh, after the 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 announcement of the delay Phil Spencer made comments himself so I'm just gonna it's short I'll just read it quickly here uh, it says these decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans while I fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready we hear the feedback. Delivering, delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work better to meet those expectations. Which again, it's just like I like again for viewers at home. I'm doing the jerk off motion, just like Phil Spencer is doing damage control, which is what he's hired to do. That's his job. Yeah. Um, but Phil, I've got some I've got some numbers for you, Mister Philip, Mister Philip. Um, three 
a game every three months, Spencer, with all these acquisitions back in 2018. Yeah, it was supposed to be at least one uh, first party game to Game Pass uh, every every quarter. At least every quarter, yeah, at least at least one. Bullshit. Um, so let's let's start with a, a small microcosm. Um, April 2022's top selling games: uh, number ten, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Nintendo. Uh, number nine, Gran Turismo Seven, Sony. Number eight, Mario Kart Eight, Nintendo. Number seven, Horizon Forbidden West, Sony. Six, COD Vanguard, COD. Yeah. Five, Switch Sports, Nintendo. Wow, already. Four, yeah. Kirby, Forgotten Lands, okay. Nintendo. Yeah. Three, MLB The Show, technically Sony, but also on Xbox, yeah. uh, on Game Pass. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an ultimate only, because that's streaming uh, only. Two, Elden Ring. Yep. And one, Lego Star Wars. Yep. Not a single Microsoft game is a top selling yeah, game. Exclusive, yeah, or from a first party yeah. studio, yeah. And N- Nintendo is crushing. Yeah, it Nintendo is just goaded at the yeah. moment, like you know, absolutely. Um, They've been goaded all year. It. Yeah. Well, l- let's look at it this way. Uh, here's um the top sellers from April 2021 till April 22. So this is a whole year chunk of that April to April uh, spread right there. Number ten is still Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's amazing yeah. for a, a spinoff Pokemon game to be yeah. a, a top 10 in a year. Like I give them a shit ton of credit for that. Uh, number nine is still Gran Turismo seven. Uh, wait, nope. Okay. I opened the wrong list. It, uh, switched them around because I opened the first one. Number 10 is Pokemon Arceus. Number nine is Resident Evil Village. Um, because, you know, big mommy milkers. Well, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, solely responsible yeah. For, for Capcom Uba. doing... Uh doing gangbusters is yeah the, the, um, the big booba number eight fifa 22 okay yep fifa fifa is yep. always going to be a, a top seller in your year because sports game uh, number seven far cry six um you know far cry is still a, an established ip that does good numbers uh, number six lego star wars so a month yeah, on LEGO yeah, star wars is, yeah at this like, point like yeah barely over a month yeah, gangbusters for the lego franchise yeah. right there um but number five this IPs is kind of, you're uh, building off of Number five is kind of like a hold your nose up. Battlefield 2042. Oof. Just like pour one out for the people who bought that yeah. game. Yeah. RIP. <laughs> RIP to some to some real suckers right there. Number four, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I was going to ask. The number yeah. four selling game of yeah, uh, that past year. Me. Number three, Madden 22. Obvious. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Madden. Yeah. Uh, number two, Cod Vanguard, Cod. Yep. And then number yep. one, Elden Ring. So again, that's a whole year's worth and not a single... Um, Microsoft exclusive game on there. While again, you still have Nintendo dominating with their two exclusive titles, and then I bring it to the final, the final nail in the a game. Spencer Coffin. <laughs> yeah. Since the Xbox Series X has launched, and I actually expanded the window for them to give them a better chance. <laughs> I extended it to the beginning of 2020. Microsoft has released. Forza Horizon 4 and 5, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Halo Infinite, and Psychonauts 2 with the with the asterisk PS4 also. <laughs> Man, and so and if you want me to like I can also add on uh Age of Empires 4 PC only. Well, I I love that to be- the three of those games are just pretty much like driving and flight simulators. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's fantastic. In that same time frame, Sony has released exclusively on Sony consoles, Dreams, Ghost of Tsushima, 
Spider-Man Miles Morales slash the PS5 remaster. I didn't count that one. I said that's just taking a PS4 game and upscaling it. I didn't put that on the same scale. Uh, Last of Us 2, Demon's Souls, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Horizon Forbidden West. And then in a separate category, they also released these games on PC, Cana Bridge of Spirits, Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, and both Neo 1 and 2. Yeah. This was Sony? Yes. Um, what about uh, God of War on PC? And Horizon. And Horizon, uh, I didn't, and Horizon. As well for PC. I, I didn't count those two in the same scale because Neo 2 came out fresh in 2020, and that's what launched it with Neo 1 onto PC is what gotcha. I did. I see. Uh, that, again, I didn't want to keep burying Microsoft yeah, here. Yeah. Stop, stop, <laughs> um, stop. I was, stop. I was trying to throw some more dirt on them. And then, then comes Nintendo. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Paper Mario or Origami King, Mario 3D All-Stars, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, Bravely Default 2, Mario Golf Super Rush, Mario Party Superstars, Metroid Dread, Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Kirby Forgotten Land, Triangle Strategy, and I stopped counting yeah, because man, there are a do, lot of minor games. Yeah, man, they just, they just don't quit, switch, right? Yeah. I, I didn't even list Switch Sports. Uh, what about WarioWare? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was again. Wario, that was a, yeah. a one I didn't count because again, yeah, no, it was like. But you can't like, leave stop. Wario out. Yeah, that's anti-Italian discrimination. There was, there was a there. bunch of, <laughs> like, if you if you go look at the Nintendo launches fiscal years, like, holy shit, Nintendo went into the pandemic and said we're gonna sell Nintendo Switch consoles and we're gonna put fucking games on them. I mean, just think like the three Pokemon games that were released in that time period. Just those. They came out in November and January. And yeah, really, Pokemon Snap, uh, previous. Yeah. Oh, by by the way, by the way, Matt. Since since I'm like we were talking about, I'm trying to expand my my Switch catalog as well. I did buy uh, uh, the Xenoblades, Xenoblade Chronicles, the Definitive Edition as well. That should be arriving. That's a good one to start with. Uh, It's the classic. It's a good combat system. There's definitely some good story heart punching moments right in the beginning too. Like I, I can't even begin to describe what you're going to go through story wise. Like it's a, if you took mushrooms, you still wouldn't understand. Um, Hockey mushrooms, right? Yes, of course. Uh, mushroom pizza, my favorite type of pizza, mushroom and bacon, umami and salt. Yeah. Like uh, can we just like, we, we can't, I think stress enough that this basically means that Xbox ha- will have no major releases for the entire year. That's astounding with all with like all the round of purchases and all that shit. Oh my god! I'm assuming something they're going to show like one or two things at the the game comp conference in June that'll come out in like October November time. But nothing. But they won't be like what? nothing. Yeah, say nothing. That's well, that's the thing. Radar. Though, like they're not going to be big. Yeah. Starfield was supposed to be their thing. Yeah, that, that was, was their, that was the tent pole. That was the the dick flop onto the table moment that they were trying to, like, oh, you're bringing God of War Ragnarok in 2022. We're bringing Starfield, oh, which again, let's 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 uh, be upfront with no way that that's coming out this year either. I don't. I, I would. I they would keep saying it is. I would be so like, surprised because at least again they're not we'll giving see. a firm date for that one. Like I have to give yeah, them a, exactly. some some shred of credit there that they're not at least giving like the the actual day and it's like if you told me that it came out in december 2022 i could buy it i could buy it as a holiday game i'm sitting here and i'm starting to think more and more that it it is a legit marketing strategy to like gas people up and then just take the heat for 
sure. because the the news cycle is not going to last long. You'll take the heat for a week or whatever, less, and then fucking gamers, nope. yeah, whatever. And then they'll Metroid move on Prime and- Four, when they announced the the logo with a four on it back in 2017 and saying it's in development, it went up for pre order on Amazon that day, and there are people who pre ordered Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> on amazon and probably yeah. have forgotten that they've done it by that's now. like that's like the that's like the like the you know kind of like the exception that proves the rule with like nintendo I, i'm not trying to like again like uh suck nintendo's dick here but like they yeah. they they seem to have su- like at least have figured they d- out they tend to do a very good job of show when it's ready right like you, well, and, you, and you and see so many of the things that it's th- like they they don't announce the game until it's like oh it's available today yeah. No, and I, I think culturally within their company, like that they they won't take this marketing strategy, but Sony and Xbox seem to be running away with it. And like like you said, at least Sony and I think at least anecdotally from what I can remember, they're pretty good at not giving a hard date unless they have a hard date. They'll just say like sometime in November. They, they did it with whatever. Forbidden West, but I'm I'm never going to so this, I'll put this asterisk on everything. Pandemic-related game development, yeah, I'm never, I'm not going to try to nail people too hard on it. Uh, I, I know it's difficult, yeah. but agreed. at the same time, like you can't use that reasoning forever. I mean, it's it's been yeah, long and, enough and now I, that they've seems... had to they've had to adjust to new new strategies and new yes. new forms of development have to have arisen. Because like my my big my big thing with Microsoft right now is they started buying these companies in 2018 with the statement of six year game development cycles, um, which would say you know 2024 at the very earliest, right? But where were the games that these studios were working on when they were bought? Right. No, it just it's, like they, it's they were just sitting there on their thumbs waiting to be acquired by daddy Microsoft to, you know, tell them to make games. Maybe Bethesda was because they were just like, we can keep selling Skyrim. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely true. You know, it's like it, it's again, speaks to a a, uh, a deep seated mismanagement um, going on. Like it, there's something but definitely it's not wrong. Even mismanagement like it is mismanagement in a sense to us, but to them, it is not mismanagement. It is a purposeful marketing and management strategy to do it this way. Still has a job. Yeah. As proof of, yeah, as there's proof no of your repercussions. Point, yeah. Phil Spencer so, doesn't just have a job. Phil Spencer has like public support. People love yeah. Phil Spencer. He no, does so his why? job so it's well. Like he's why? with a cult. It's like, why? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, same are they, why like, with are they, everything. Are they paying like, you? It's just American like, green I, I guess, like, Are they paying you? Are they paying you to support, no, like to support the, Phil Spencer? The, the Phil Spencer shills? And like, I don't want, this is again, like, I don't want a soapbox here a little bit. Like, I, I'm a, I'm a Reddit user. Ha, 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 ha. Um, so I see a lot of these online communities around these uh, consoles because I follow a lot of different gaming communities. And like the, the Microsoft fans, man, they're so defensive about everything. Everything for them is like, oh, well, Phil said we're going to be getting this. And like, Phil did this. And Phil is telling me. And like Phil is my friend. He's my best friend. He's yeah. my dad. Um, yeah, no, it's just I, straight I, up a parasocial him. relationship. We don't we don't really have that out of Sony fans because Sony fans look at Jim Ryan like, wow, this dude puts his foot in his mouth more than any CEO I've ever seen. Yeah, which we yeah say we'll we'll, we'll yeah, get that, to that was like a clever segue to. But, but, yeah, but we'll say before before we do, I just want to I just want to get the quick bit. What do you guys think about uh, Ubisoft maintaining that Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora and Skull and Bones will both release within uh, financial year twenty three, meaning before March thirty first of next year? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh... 
No, no way. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I know they want to because they want to capitalize on Avatar Two. Uh, yes. Was it Way of Water? Yeah, which is or that's, whatever that's it's a called. Holiday release this year, right? Well, and and, and exactly my point. It's another way of like juicing up people for the IP, getting them ready. It's just a marketing strategy, and it's like they'll get a news cycle now. They'll they won't release the game, but they got so many people juiced up in that news cycle. It'll be dormant for a while. It, trans- then, it still you know, does translate to again. some to some more sales. Yeah, exactly. And then they get two news cycles out of it. Speaking of Avatar, Ben, um, if you're up to it and the world is better, we should go see Avatar two and IMAX again. Hell yeah, for old times sake. Hell yeah. Uh, but we've got to like drive an hour out of the way in order to in, absolutely in, in order I don't to even actually care if it's a yes, in order to actually make it make it worthwhile <laughs> all right yeah so jim Ryan. yeah don't yeah don't let our, our our criticism of phil spencer like lead you down the road to think that you know yeah we are we are sony ponies that you know jim that ryan un- stands here uncritical jim ryan that, yeah. does no wrong dude dude sony interactive entertainment jim ryan is a absolute fucking goblin um so it's let like, me tell him. you about my cat's birthday party dude that email is just so fucking bad so i mean first of all to I think Kotaku had a Twitter post that I'd sent to you guys, and it was like uh, Jim Ryan sends email about abortion, uh, asking people to respect everyone's opinions. And I was like, no way he's asking them to respect the right to abortion. It's it's respecting the opinions of the pro fucking life. It, it was a- it was worded. It it almost read. I mean, you can maybe speak more on this if you read the full statement. It almost read to me like he had like lawyers read it over. It was like just toe the line oh, and like like play both sides, say the say the, like the milk toast. Yeah, he says that the company like, and his, communi- and his community choice. are multifaceted and diverse, holding many different yeah. points of view. Yeah, yeah. We owe it to each other and to PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities. Respect does not equal agreement, but it is fundamental to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand. Just, yeah, the PR team signed off on it with the lawyers, gave it to Phil Spencer. Yeah. Then no, he wrote his I like to imagine that it went out and Ryan, then his like yeah. personal assistant, who's definitely a woman because they definitely only like hire in the like traditional role uh yeah. filled because it's a boys club, probably like read the email and just like looked over to the door, like immediately like making eye contact. Dude. As he as he sits there and like kicks his heels up on his desk, like he just like saved uh, saved the world from abortion. Yeah, it's like so. Uh, uh, you know, you got to admit, or you know that that uh, you know, say people are going to be like, oh, why are you talking? Why does it matter that a game developer is talking about uh, you know abortion rights? It's like people forget that games are made by people, and that uh, approximately well, half like, of them have uteruses, and you know require this fu- <laughs> fundamental health care. Well, and, girls and- don't game. And part of the importance of like someone like Sony or Microsoft making a statement like this is there's going to come a time when Roe gets overturned, which I'm pretty uh, set on it's going to happen, that states start making these new laws about abortion. And then there's going to be an issue with private employer-based health insurance. yeah, yeah. Yeah. In their ability to cover, well, because there've already been companies uh, who've come out and said that they'll pay for their employees to go, go to, to a di- go to a different to exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Any, any Texas so, employees so, can go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And so like that's even why um, this is important, but he's like, and it it would have been better and like awesome if 
Sony, a company like this, was saying the same shit that these other companies were saying. A Sony acquired company, Bungie. Bungie put out a statement in support of They were like the first, rights. one of the first ones in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were on it immediately. Yeah. In, a, in a strong, I'm sure Wendy's Twitter was on it too. A strong, but like, strong, uh, you know, affirmation of, you know, say we, we, uh, you know, uh, support a woman's right to choose and, you know, we'll, we'll do everything, uh, you know, to, to, uh, you know, give our employee, our employees the, you know, the critical life saving healthcare that they need. Yeah. One, one of the things that I've heard and seen, and it's a sentiment I kind of agree with, is that there's this whole um, notion around the fact that, like, if you're silent on something, you're also compliant in yeah. it in that way. Complicit. But, like, this is definitely one of those moments where Jim Ryan would have been better off just saying absolutely Ooh, nothing, nothing. 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 Correct. Yeah. correct. Just, just no say about the cat. Just say who, who, just who, who, the cat yeah. whoever, whoever is the just PR the person portion. that signed off on this, fired. 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 You are bad exactly. at your job. I'm the person that gets fired. Yeah. Do do the cat birthday thing, and that's just that's to it. like keep the company light and happy. Distract them. Distract them from the, the, the shittiness of what's going on. Oh, yeah. look over here. Yeah. Look at ding, my ding, cats. Ding, ding. Look at the cute cats. Shiny, yeah. shiny. Look at my cats. They live in a cat house that costs more than your <laughs> Yeah, that costs yeah, more life. than your entire than your house. I spend more on my cats each year individually than we do on any employees collectively yeah uh but no that's just one of those things like you really just shouldn't have sent like that's one of those things yeah. that like whoever told them to do that is an idiot yeah absolutely like that the that's the type of yes man enablement that happens at the top of companies yeah where it's like i need to make a statement on this because i'm the ceo mm-hmm. and then they're like because they're, they're, they're a no, hero sir, they're a hero probably don't have to do that ben you're, you're so right like this this person it depending on the backlash is just going to get fired. This PR person that signed off on it, because this is a situation where you make a statement like Bungie did in affirmation of it costs uh, you, you know, nothing. It costs you nothing. and earns yeah. you so much goodwill, which or again, it's fucked nothing. up that that has to, that it, it's, it's fucked up that that has to be the case. You know, it's like, we shouldn't yeah. be reliant upon, you know, your employer to, uh, you know, again, to supply life-saving yeah. healthcare. Thank, it should thank be a, you, a, funda- a fundamental human right. Thank you, World War II, for giving us private yeah, campaign comrades uh, say we must even go beyond Medicare for all. We need a national health system. Uh, we need it. Yeah. We needed it uh, 60 years ago. Yes. Not well, to, fuck you. Not to, like, wrap this back to, uh, like the whole the whole thing with Roe v. Wade that they're trying to do right now is that if you can make a woman a felon for Can't vote. getting an abortion, Can't vote having a miscarriage, states. she can no longer vote. Boom. Convenient. You just wiped out a voting demographic. Convenient. And also, I mean, it's again, to be said, anyone listening to this probably already knows this statement, but getting rid of abortion rights doesn't end abortion. It just ends safe abortion and people will just end up dying. And like, that's, it's not pro-life. You're also always, because Matt, that was a good pickup on, you know, making them felons, but I, everyone should always remember when they do that, not only are they taking them out of the voter pool, but you're putting them in prisons that are in red states yeah. that then get census. Well, there, there's and, a whole, that's oh, the whole other part of this. Gonna, not only are they putting women in prisons prison, for yeah. prison labor, they're also creating yeah. children who are getting put into a system at a negative disadvantage yeah. that puts them more towards that statement yeah. or like that side of things. Like, you know, coming out of the, the orphanages, like you have a higher percentage of going to jail than someone raised in a yeah, single like uh, recidivism rates. Yeah, and I don't like I don't system. like to cite stuff like that because it's like you're like saying, oh, your destiny's already chosen because of where you are. But, but I mean, like, it's it your material your material conditions are uh, definitely affecting 
your life path. Like there's, there's so many side effects to this that people are just ignoring because they don't care. Like that's not what they, that's not the thing they care about. They care about so, the, the carrot that was dangled. And, and you're right. Jim Ryan is a egomaniac because he's a CEO of a huge corporation. And I mean, they all are. You Every, have to be. Like you CEOs have to be. are, that's what you do to get there. Yeah. You absolutely, you absolutely You'd be crazy. Absolutely have to be. You know, so it, it seems weird, you know, to me to have to transition from, you know, such a serious topic um, like that to something that is comparatively, uh, you know, really not important. But the last the last thing we want to talk about today that we did kind of mention briefly was some slight developments in, um, in uh, you know, the streaming services for these companies. Um, uh, we don't need to dwell on it too long because, again, it no. seems in poor taste at this point. But I just want to say that even though he's not here, Andrew remains vindicated. Xbox is totally uh, doing away with consoles. They're launching their streaming yeah. stick and that the Samsung TV app to provide cloud, cloud gaming. I mean, we, we've known for a while now that Microsoft, you know, you know, the whole point of like when you can't beat someone at the game, you either change the game or you leave. Yeah. So like Microsoft is doing the thing where like they just got schooled in one on one and now they're going to go play Foursquare. They're, they're going to go play a different game. Home. But uh, well, yeah, they're not they're not playing console wars anymore. They're not. Oh, we're not going to sell more consoles than you. Uh, we're just going to get game, everyone on Game Pass by selling a fifty dollars streaming stick. And and I would just like to say that we at Campaign Comrades predicted this in very yep. early episodes, and we were right. So uh, pats on the back to us, boys. Um, I mean, it's a logical step. Like yeah, they're going to do streaming sticks. The the streaming app on Samsung TVs that's not new. Uh, yeah. Samsung TVs were the first to have PS Now built into them. Uh, that was a really cool feature. Well, and even uh, Amazon with their like Luna or yeah, whatever. They, yeah, they've that, got their we don't talk about Luna. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's another sleep paralysis demon of mine. Luna and Stadia <laughs> just standing in the corner. Yeah, yeah Stadia. It's like I saw an announcement. It was like a game that hasn't come out yet has like been like leaked from through Stadia, and I was like, why the fuck are people still putting games on Stadia? Like, please just let Google kill that off, like Google Plus. Yo, someone mentioned Google Plus to me the other day, and I cracked like, up. What? Like, What's that? <laughs> yeah. What? You, you don't know what Google 2014. Plus is? Let me oh, let I me tell Google. you about the wonderful new social don't media <laughs> through our overlords, Google. <laughs> Man, so Sony though, like, kind of quickly came back to that and was just like, you know, fuck you. We're still, you know. You can't compete with no matter how many studios you buy, uh, you know, you guys just can't. Well, yeah, can't, I just read you out. Yes, they can't compete with with what we're doing. And, you know, they like as much as I hated the, you know, the corporate double double speak of the it's the, gloaty, the virtuous development cycle. I mean, they're they're putting with their money where their mouth is, you know, investing over three hundred million dollars. In, our in our their games wouldn't be good enough studios. if they had to come to a streaming service day one. Yeah, so, is what they're saying. Sony, and there's nothing wrong. Yeah, with Sony that. CFO Hiroki Totoki. I don't know. Sorry if I pronounced that butchered that pronunciation. It's okay, I'll forgive um, you. But he, uh, this is obviously a translation of his quote. He says, you know, he'll refrain from making comments on the competitor strategy. Their current thinking is to have development costs, appropriate R&D investment for quality products, and that will improve the platform and also improve the business in the long run. AAA titles on PS5, if we distribute that on the subscription services, we may need to shrink the investment uh, needed for that, and that will deteriorate the first-party quality, and that is our concern. Um, and they are they're absolutely correct. Again, tying it back to that's, that is you know a huge reason why uh, you know they're they're not putting games out is because they are these studios are not seeing the return 
based on you know just all their shit getting shunted into Game Pass into the new streaming stuff. It's just it doesn't work. Doesn't work for the creators. I, I can't doesn't directly work for consumers. quote. I can't directly quote the article because it's not super fresh in my memory. But there was a game developer who was doing the interview, and he said that they're uh, not really interested in bringing games to Xbox anymore, at least initially, because Xbox players don't buy games. They just wait for it to come to Game Pass and just play it on Game Pass, and they don't want that. uh, They're getting a bad revenue split. Yeah, it's like they they don't like that revenue style. So if they're going to bring a game to Xbox, it's going to be later now, because like that's happening with Deathloop, with Ghostwire Tokyo. Granted, those were also um, paid for by Sony before the Bethesda acquisition, but you're getting this whole split now with developers who are like, I'd rather put my game onto markets where people will actually pay for them and, you know, play them and use them that way instead of kind of treating it like a Netflix flavor of the week show where you watch Tiger King for two, two nights and have a, like, um, and then, mem- and then, mess- you know, say then memory hole it forever. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing with the streaming service uh, style that hasn't really worked is like, it's done it with, with every, music. it's done it with music. It's done it with TV. It's done it with movies. It's basically killed every, art style i'll say generally to be uh broad it's basically killed every art style it's attached to because of the way that it uh forces you to constantly muck stuff up the way the the way it incentivizes development yeah it just like completely runs things into the ground because it's a vertical uh uh, arrangement Mm -hmm. so like you're just putting it all under one you know you're putting it all under spotify you're putting it all under netflix yeah and and that's why you know the they f- they are just watering down the price of that art and the art itself and then just milking it based on the numbers, not the actual quality. We here at Campaign Comrades subscribe to the theory of uh, Kendrick Lamar's album has just recently launched and uh, we are partaking in the white people talking about hip hop uh, <laughs> week. Um, but um, there's Sinter something to be said. Know, I read it online and it made me really angry. And it was... Uh, Hey, he finally released an album. It's been 1800 days, man. I've been like dying. It's like, it like finally came out. It's one of those, like, I don't want to punish an artist for taking time to put something out, like put something out when you want to put something out. Don't just pump me out an album every year because you got to keep top of the charts because Spotify incentivizes uh, like um, search engine optimization with that uh, constant chop uh, chart topping, put something out because you want to put it out. Don't put it out because you need to. But it, but it is interesting, and, and I think, you know, we won't dive into this too much, but to look at, like, someone like Kendrick, who has been not only, like, chart successful, but in the streaming uh, service era, but also has, like, made a lot of money for himself and be able, as you know, been able to expand as an entrepreneur. Um, and it's because he played this game of quality over, you know, quantity. I mean, I have... I have good kid Mad City to pimp a butterfly and damn all on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, it that that's more of like a niche like hobby thing than like that. I know. It's more of a yeah. just like putting out there that like someone who still makes art deserves to have their oh, art. Okay. Yeah, appreciated uh, yeah. and, and yeah. Like Val- a, a nice value. Form. Yeah. Alrighty, that that's been a, a great discussion for this week um yeah look out for the campaign comrades uh hip-hop tier list the uh, coming to our youtube channel the only the only thing i'll add before we uh, we sign off is uh r.i.p fifa the you know the organization 
uh, you know, splitting with. I, I, with I'm EA. standing at FIFA's funeral as uh, FIFA's number one hater who woke up like three hours early to show up first. Absolutely. But like, just like love to see their downfall. Um, love to see them going to waste so much money on trying to make their own. It's not their downfall. They're going to make their own game with hookers and blackjack. <laughs> you'll see. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing off that. And, uh, I think that'll take us into next week. Um, EA football club, be, be sure to follow us online. Uh, best place to, you know, see what we're doing both with, with streams and new episodes is at camp Compod on Twitter and Instagram, but you know, Twitter is the best place to follow us. Uh, we stream, uh, most nights every week on Twitch at campaign underscore comrades, Come uh, come check us out. Give us a follow. Uh, you know, rate. Got some cool games going on yeah, too right uh, now. Like we've, we're doing some. Uh, we've done some. It takes two. Some strangers of paradise. You know, some dudes being dudes being guys. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to be uh, playing. Uh, moving on in, in Mass Effect. I think I'm going to be playing Mass Effect two uh, for my next uh, my next stream game. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, give us a uh, give us a review on you know iTunes and the various. Uh, podcast apps it helps out a lot only five star reviews yeah yeah nothing less nothing else oh dude i'm cool with four too like four is perfectly acceptable for early on if you listen to this and you say like hey i disagree with you i think gotham knights looks cool four stars cool cool man that's your prerogative but uh, we'll ignore you but yeah any yeah any uh any constructive criticism ignore it absolutely um send it to uh at matt wash on twitter and he'll reply to dms yeah Uh, All right, folks, till next time. We will see you then. Bye-bye.